This week on the Throncast, Mara gets card captured by Thrawn and realizes there's only one person who can help her save him, the dude she wants to kill. Get ready to do some heavy groveling. It's time for the Throncast. Governor Price, these rebels have proven particularly stubborn. How do you intend to solve this problem? I need someone who sees a bigger picture. The Empire is getting better at anticipating our moves. I underestimated the Commander. Previous attacks were clumsy. But this one was swift. Precise. To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not simply their battle tactics, but their history, philosophy, art. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Hello, and welcome to the Throncast. I'm your host, Nancy, and today we're discussing chapters 17 through 20 of Dark Forest Rising. Joining me on this legendary journey are my co-hosts, Matthew. Hello. Amanda. Hi. And Tyler. Hi. And Brian, unfortunately, won't be joining us this week. I'm slowly poisoning him, or he's just not feeling well. You decide, listeners. They're not actually exclusive. <laughs> well, I mean, true. One would cause the other. But uh, welcome back to the Throncast. This is our last episode of 2016. We're ready to kick this year to the curb and uh, enjoy our holiday slash Rogue One break. So we will be back January 9th with new episodes. Uh, and I hope you all enjoy the cliffhanger this week because I sure did. <laughs> that was my evil laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a that was a And proof forever that Nancy is a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not cutting that out. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, last week, Matthew. No, no, I can't. Huh? Sorry. Last week, Matthew, you hadn't watched. um, You hadn't watched uh, the uh, Inside Man yet. Correct. From Rebels. So, uh, do you have any thoughts on it now that you've seen it? Not really. Just you know, like (laughs) focused, concentrated Thrawn. It was good stuff. You know, I mean, the episode itself was fairly unremarkable, but like Thrawn was 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 really good, and I really enjoyed the little dance of the walkers at the end. Yeah. That had nothing to do with Thrawn. That was just a fun little uh, set piece that was well designed. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing more of season two, and especially since they said that the Rogue One gloves are going to be off. I believe you mean season three, Nancy. Oh, yeah, sorry. Part two <laughs> is what I meant. Part two of season three. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I I wrote a little review of the last episode, which you can see at Tashi-Station.net if you're interested. Good but job, like I job. speculated on on what the uh, the back half of the season might look like. Um, I won't say anything further in case you haven't caught the latest episode yet because spoilers. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Spoilers. Things are happening. And, uh, and and now that all of you are talking about things that I can't watch, I will have to bring up again that I'm seeing Rogue One day after tomorrow. <laughs> I'll just no, add you terrible. to my long list of people I have to mute on Twitter. 
No, it's bad. Like I can't even say if I have really strong feelings about the film in any way, I can't even tweet that because people know me well enough to know what would cause really strong feelings. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I can't even tweet about that. All I can do is write my piece for Tashi Station and then not post Post it it until everybody (laughs) else has seen the movie because I don't even want to accidentally spoil somebody by having something in the drafts folder. Yeah. People, people are starting to tweet about it. And it's interesting because it seems like some, um, some reviewers, some film journalists are embargoed and some aren't. Yeah. Some of them are being like, I saw Rogue One. It's great. And some of them are like, I saw Rogue One. It's a movie that I will be able to tell you about after this date and time. Yeah. Yeah. My friend who reviews movies is like, I saw it. I'll tell you everything next Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, but the people, People have seen it and are tweeting about it, so tread lightly. Yeah, people. I, yeah. I, I think I think after tomorrow, I am blacking out of the internet because I've already seen things I don't want to see. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so moving on to chapter seventeen of Dark Force Rising. Uh, we move back to Mara, who is arriving on Abrogado Ray uh, to get Torv's ship um, the other way out of Empowment. So this is a plot thread that was left over from the last book, um, mainly because uh, Zahn needed a, a way for Mara to get captured, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um, so... This scene is unremarkable, except for the fact that her contact in the spaceport is none other than Wedge Angelis, which I always end up forgetting until I actually read the scene. Because Zahn hates creating uh, new characters. (laughs) Well, why would you have to when you have Wedge? Well, no, I mean, and he doesn't. He obviously doesn't hate creating new characters, but it's just funny (laughs) how, like, whenever he needs, like, a random role filled, he drops Wedge in there. Well, I mean... Yeah, he's good at that. I really love it that, like, of all the things that Wedge is doing in the new administration with Akbar under arrest and, like, everything else that's running in the background. He's running errands for Han. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, but however, um, I will say that I'm currently reading the Wraith Squadron books. And uh, Wedge and Han are working together in those books and Wedge is under uh, Han's uh, command on the Mon Ramada. So after reading that and I'm like, oh yeah, I can totally see Wedge going off and doing favors for Han because of their time serving together. So oh, yeah, and solo command their buddies yeah. and it's wonderful. And it is. And I also Anonymity don't mutiny. wonder um, if maybe because this is Han Solo and this is how he thinks um, if Han has any indication at all that Mara is going to be the one to go pick <laughs> I up know, the ship, right? and he's if like, he's not hey. trying to get Wedge a little action. Well, no, <laughs> no. See, I I had a different thought that <laughs> what? Wait, 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 no, 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 back up. Hey, Antilly, a hot woman is going to be your contact. Okay, you but why on earth would Han think like the little glimpse he's gotten of Mara's sunny disposition? <laughs> would he think that? She would even remotely be open to like bumbling doofus wedge Antilles of all people. Oh no, he is not a bumbling doofus. No, he's not. Not when he's behind the cockpit of an X-wing. But (laughs) I mean, like, otherwise he kind of is. It's been established in these books that he's kind of a a, an earnest goofball. He's very obvious. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Which like, is also Luke, funny. Luke is an artist goofball. Yeah, which is also funny after reading Race Squadron and seeing Wedge, like, doing undercover missions. And I'm like, yeah, his uh, stealth training didn't hold over very well. I can see why he went back to Rogue Squadron. Continuity. Yeah. <laughs> Fly the thing, shoot the thing. Yeah. Yeah. See, I I had a different thought in that Han thought Mara might be the contact, so he wanted what to get another person's opinion of Mara and be like, "Hey, <laughs> Wedge, uh, you think we should set her and Luke up?" Because <laughs> I think that's what he would do. And Wedge would just be like, "Gee, Billikers, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna have this glass of chocolate milk." <laughs> no, that's I, I really, I really like that impression. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's totally canon now too. It is. It's, it's a little more um, other wedge than uh, than wedge, but yeah. uh, fake wedge. But yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Eyebrow uh, wedge. So, uh, Mar- he basically is there to uh, turn the ship over to Mara, because Han-, Han couldn't make it. Uh, he offers to escort her out of the spaceport, uh, but she rejects him. He's a doofus. Yeah, well, I mean, he's <laughs> a nice what the kids guy. Are calling it these days. He's a nice guy, you know. And um, nice. but rejecting him turns out to be a really bad idea. Uh, after launching, she gets that tingling feeling in the back of her neck, and then, oops, oh, a star- that tingling feeling. That tingling feeling, not the other one. <laughs> the, that one. And Not then, the one Han Solo was hoping for when he no, sent Wedge on the mission. No, that's a different. That's in a different place. <laughs> uh, and then, oh no, a Star Destroyer shows up. Oops. Um, so, so there's a there's a part in the here where she, you know, reflects back that she, you know, denied Wedge and thinks. You know, oh, maybe she. Or, well, first she thinks that um, she thinks that maybe they're there for Wedge, and then she's like, "No, a Star Destroyer wouldn't show up for one pilot." And I was sitting there reading this, and I'm like, "You know what? Wedge is probably w- one of the only pilots that they actually would spare an star- entire yeah. Star Destroyer to catch." <laughs> to me, that actually said something about her relationship to the rest of the Empire. Yeah, because um. He would have been on a wanted list to begin with, but she most certainly must have missed all of the memos there at the end after the Emperor died because the guy flew sorties on both Death Stars. Like, yeah, yeah, they would send a Star Destroyer for this guy. Yeah. They'd probably send two to make sure they blew him to space dust. Yeah. And we don't like I do like that Mara, like at a glance, like figures out that he's he's a pilot and is just off by like which which kind of ship he flies. Yeah, <laughs> I, and, yeah, and that was another thing. I was like, "Wouldn't she?" Because yeah, she, she should know, you know. I, I mean, I guess she wasn't. He didn't send the emperor. Didn't send her out to like, you know, f- get rebellion pilots or you know whatever. But which is, too I mean, bad also that like, would be some serious fanfic right there. <laughs> and also, Mara like, I mean, hunting down and murdering pilots one by one. I know you guys love Wedge and all, but like, I really don't know if he would rate an entire Star Destroyer. Well, I don't know. I mean, definitely, I don't know if he would start an entire Star Destroyer, but like, I mean, we don't know this yet, but he's, you know, respon- he's responsible for taking back Coruscant. So they definitely would want him. 
Yeah, but he was supposed to take that course on. It was part of some convoluted plan that made little to no sense while I was reading it. He sure <laughs> that, did. That, that was about as far as I got into those books, by the way. Whatever. You're missing Go Just read the Wraith books. I'll, I'll go back and, and get him again at another time. But, Seriously, uh, just read the Wraith But yeah, it was, it was all part of, of What's-Her-Face's evil plan. Isard. Yeah, her. Isard. Her evil wrong-headed plan yes so mara realizes that there's no getting away from the star destroyer so she decides to um bluff her way out of this um she asks to speak to the captain and gives one of her old recognition codes which is hapspear barini carbol and triaxis and yes i do know that by heart <laughs> wow <laughs> and i am impressed i yeah, it, it was in uh, the Allegiance books, too, So, which he called back on, like, how many ever years later. Good for him. Um, and then identifies herself as the Emperor's Hand. Um, the Adamant tracks her under the ship and then brings her, uh, says he uh, brings her to the Grand Admiral. So, yeah, Mara's uh, in deep doo-doo. <laughs> And uh, I but hope- we get very important data on how fast Star Destroyers go. Yes, very important. Point five math. is officially 127 light years per hour. Done. There, there I don't know go. how that correlates with what we calculated before and whatever, but numbers, math, it's exciting. It, yeah, very, very exciting. It's what I live I'd, for in Star Wars. I'd, I do like that they put her in, in one of the senior officer's corners and yeah. like, just kept Kept away from her. Yeah. And locked the door, though. Um, You can be in a comfy room instead of a cell, but you can't get out. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're afraid of you. Yeah. <laughs> so the adamant arrives at Endor because the Chimera is there uh, inspecting the Millennium Falcon. And Mara is pissed as hell. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Mara, the universe does not revolve around you. You know, the Chimera is a this... busy ship. They're coming <laughs> and going lots of different places. You just happen to show up when they were at Endor. It's not all about you. At this point in Settle time, down. at this point in time, she does think it's all about her. <laughs> <laughs> that is part of her characterization. <laughs> um, so she thinks he brought her there to mess with her mind. Um he says it was mere coincidence and asks if she can actually sense the emperor. And she's like, yeah, it's not pleasant. Let's get this over with. <laughs> please do something else now. Yeah. Um, they have a co- long conversation uh, in which they discuss why Mara never returned to the empire, what she was doing, working with card. Um, and then finally she offers Thrawn the Katana fleet in exchange for lifting the bond, the bounty on card and the rest of the organization, which is exactly what she told, uh, card to do earlier on. And he refused. Uh, so she is going over his head here big time. Yeah. It's not really her. Forgive me. It's not really her card to play. (laughs) Like it seems that's terrible. It wasn't intentional, like, but um, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of like a big, like, you know, secret to, to uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know she's doing it for, you know, noble intentions, but I mean, kind of noble. Kind of noble. I also, I also. Well, but end card and his people. I also find it 
amusing at how quickly she goes from oh there's a star destroyer here to oh well there's only one way out of it like she doesn't even really think about any other ways to get out of it or try to escape um it's just oh they're here i might as well tell them about the katana fleet almost as if that's what she wants to happen i don't know i do kind of get the impression that the other way is a piece of crap (laughs) and like that you know she says that like the vectors or orbital insertion or whatever were perfect and that they timed it perfectly or whatever like i believe her when she says that like she can't get away but she does Uh, want this to happen well yeah but i mean she also like you know i don't think she has any like evil ulterior motives no no definitely not evil i don't like i don't think she i don't think she you know, was purposefully like, well, I'm going to do whatever I can to give the Katana fleet to the Empire. But if it happens that way, that's what she wanted. So. Right. But I mean, I also think when I had this better idea and now I'm going to use it because it's that or get thrown in prison. Exactly. And I think that like she just like, you know, she made a decision and then she just, you know, committed wholeheartedly. Yeah. Which which (laughs) is very Mara. Yeah, very. And it's a terrible funny. idea. As yeah. it turns I do out. love it. Right. I do love, um, as a fellow redhead with attitude, um, <laughs> that she walks. Sorry, in... that just reminds me of the uh, introduction to the very original Power Rangers, and he's like, "I need to recruit a group of teenagers with attitude." <laughs> yes. Amen. But the fact that she walks in to meet with Thrawn, like she's the one in charge. Yeah. Like, she's granting him a favor. Like, she's granting him an audience. Yeah. I love that. I love that she's just all imperious and like, what? I outrank you. I'm the emperor's hand. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Don't look at me like that, red eyes. Like. (laughs) She's definitely uh, not one to uh, play Shrinking Violet. That's for sure. Uh, So... He, Theron is like, well, okay. Um, and they try to negotiate, but, uh, <laughs> or rather, Mara tries to negotiate, and Theron is like, mm, yeah, no, uh, you're not going to get to talk to Card, um, uh, you know, and basically is like, um, well, we'll, we'll give you time to go see him but only this much time <laughs> and he's just really not here for her demands which oh and i love his his test of is it really her yes yes which oh yeah like how does she remember that brooch. it was like indiana jones and in last crusade <laughs> exactly. like what were you exactly. wearing and, and wisely course, mara <laughs> exactly what were you wearing and i'm like really there's a fanfic because theron remembers every detail of what the girl was wearing to a party yeah. she was probably what like 18 yeah and so, what I mean, were you wearing? And she's like, oh, it was this off-the-shoulder, one-shoulder thing, and there wasn't. He's like, and you had on one piece of jewelry. What was it? I'm like, that's a little stalker. Like, <laughs> Totally. I mean, maybe he, he like looked up a later. picture or he something. He probably looked up something. Yeah. I do. All these years later, he's like, what was the what was the piece of jewelry on your shoulder like? And she's like, the, you know how many dresses I had to wear? <laughs> <laughs> that's what her and Leia bond over, how many stupid dresses they had to wear. Right. Can we just wear a pantsuit, please? Yeah. So Or a cat suit. Shut up. <laughs> no, Mara and Leia were the original pantsuit nation before it was- <laughs> Yes. 
So I like that Mara reflects on Thrawn and call, says it's his well-remembered voice, which I like especially after seeing Rebels and hearing his voice, because <laughs> you would not be able to forget it. Um, the, no, I would say that you would not. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. <laughs> um, Still working on it. Here, yeah. <laughs> here we get her first, the first uh, instance, I believe, of the you will kill Luke Skywalker voice. Yes. Um, which becomes a thing. <laughs> yeah. New new for this chapter. New yeah. for this scene. Yeah. Exciting. And um, Thra- <clears throat> uh, Thrawn gives her eight days to go and get card um, and find out where the Katana fleet is. Oh, he also asks if she knows why the Millennium Falcon would be at Endor. And she's like, uh, no. <laughs> why would he also I know? Tell- he also tells her that she was only one of many hands. Yes. Yeah. And this like a dick. She's like, she's like, you're a liar. <laughs> this is a big deal. Um be well, A, because um later on in um it was Children of the Jedi when Mara actually found out that there were other hands. Um and basically, you know, she had already, you know, turned her back on the empire by then spoilers but um she was like i can't believe him he lied to me Arr! and oh, yeah she threw she threw a fit oh she threw a total fit um and this is really when you see the first sort of cracks in her belief in not just the empire but the emperor um and you know wondering did he lie to me um you know why did he tell me i was the only one um, and it's really interesting knowing the history of legends and a lot, some of the other hands like, uh, Lumia slash Shira Bree, who becomes a big protagonist or antagonist in legacy of the force. And they totally dropped the ball on having her and Mara be antagonists mm-hmm. with each other. Cause dude, you got two emperor's hands who both were involved in Luke. Come on people. But, and you could have yeah. done all kinds of great hand-related puns with the title. <laughs> no. <laughs> like like the the twisting of hands, the handshake. <laughs> the sound of one <laughs> hand clapping. Oh. Question, if, if, yes. if Mara's the hand, if Mara's the hand, yeah. then who's the finger? <laughs> who's the arm? Who's the shoulder? Well, the wrist. funny you. Like these are all important. Funny you you ask that. I I I can't remember exactly how many hands were mentioned in Legends, um, but there were other um, acolytes of the Emperor who were like the Emperor's eyes and other really stupid names. Oh, good lord! Yes. So <laughs> so now in my head, if I if I had never. If I had never seen um, what the Ember looks like, I would just imagine like two two hands uh-huh. and then in the palms are just eyes. Oh, here we go. Here we and go. That's the Emperor. Here we go. On Wikipedia, the an Emperor's hand or hand of the Emperor was a force sensitive operative recruited, trained, and employed by Emperor Palpatine to perform missions that were impossible, secret, or both. Their counterparts included the Emperor's Reach emperor's voice and the emperor's eyes that is so stupid it is really stupid 
It okay, is, like you don't, like, you don't have to extrapolate off of everything that Zahn lays down. Oh, there's the Emperor's hand. I guess there better be an Emperor's foot, oh, wait. too. It only makes sense. It is from... The Emperor's Reach is from TIE Fighter. Let's see if all of these are from TIE Fighter. Yep, they're all from TIE Fighter. Oh, okay. So they don't count. Then. <laughs> video games are stupid. <laughs> I mean, I love video games, but they're very yeah, stupid. Yeah, <laughs> the... Um... Emperor's voice sounds like a, it really belongs to a Skyrim or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> um, so uh, we move on as Mara goes back to, um, to meet up with Card. Um, he is, um, uh, wait, sorry, wrong scene. But so <laughs> we find out that Thrawn is, of course, tracking Mara back to Card because, because of course he is. Of course he is. <laughs> she she sh- says she has all of these days to go and come back. But if she looked very closely, his pants were on fire. <laughs> <laughs> also, she should know this trick from the Battle of Yavin. Come on, Mara. She should know this trick by not being born yesterday. <laughs> Seriously. Um, uh, Thrawn... Um, Shows Pelion some of the footage of the dreadnoughts that were spotted near New Cov. Uh, he wants to track whoever was supplying. Um, he doesn't know Bell Illis's name. He refers to him as the Corellian. Uh, the Corellian. Yeah, with shit because he's of course he's figured out that he's Corellian and he he suspects who he is, um, but isn't sure. Um, he wants to track whoever's supplying them with ships, um, figuring that it was someone who was working with card on that botched mission and who figured out it was all, it was the Katana fleet. Um, he also orders our favorite guy, Niles, uh, crane <laughs> to, <laughs> to track Han Solo and Lando Calrissian instead of Bell Illis. Cause so- by the way, I watched my first episode of Frasier. So <laughs> Ooh, now which one, which one, have, which one? Um, it's when Frasier was, um, dating the hot self-help author that he didn't actually like, but she was um, hot. That's like late era Frasier. The, the I know it's it the one that came on in the early, hotel. It's like, Oh, Frasier, I'm supposed to watch this. Early Frasier's better. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Fraser cast <laughs> one way or another uh, they will have the Kachana fleet uh, cause yeah they will card ha- or Thrawn I always mix say their names wrong because there's like short na- one syllable names stop it um, Thrawn will have the Kachana fleet because he plays all of his cards ha 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 I did that <laughs> You did it on purpose. I did it on purpose. (laughs) Um, So we learn here that the Dark Forest was lost 55 years ago, which is some more timeline wonkiness. Uh, But we will hand wave that and move on because these books were written before the prequels. Wait, why is it wonky? Um, Because it's supposed to be like right before the Clone Wars, I think, which was not 55 years ago. In like geologic time, yeah, I guess. I was going to say, like, <laughs> the span of galactic events, you know. Oh, I mean, God. the Republic lasted a long ass time, so, you know. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, chapter 15, 18, we move back to Honiger, where Leia is trying to figure out why Han left the planet. Um, 
And she admonished, she, she's thinking of all these plans that he could be doing. And then she's like, Leia, stop it. He's not infallible. I, I love that everybody's doing this now. Yes. It's like, oh, it's just, there's a grand admiral. <laughs> plans within plans within plans. Yeah, but she's like, okay, stop it, Leia. You, you're better than this. <laughs> I do um, like, she at least can like think her way out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the phrase she drops, the mythos of infallibility that had been built up around the Grand Admirals. Yes. Like, that's that's just a nice piece of world building. It and, is. like, you know, solidly, you know, cements why everybody is flipping out so much. Yeah. Um, so she tells the Matrix that she has to leave Honegger and take Kabarak with her. The Matrix does not like that idea. Um, but Leia says she's tired of people. Idea does the matriarch like nothing. <laughs> uh, so Leia says she's tired of people dying for her mistakes, and of course she brings up Alderaan because Amanda's reading this book and it has to make her sad. This is very true. <laughs> he put that in there just for me. Remember Alderaan? <laughs> but no, it's true. Like I, I find that there's a lot of times in not just in Legends but in the new canon also when like. They sort of let Leia forget that two billion people died basically because of her. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you would ever really forget that. So yeah. I sort of appreciate that she has that moment, especially when she's all hormonal like this. Mm-hmm. Um, when she's like, oh, right. Whole planet, family, everybody, my hairdresser, all my clothes, my record collection. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> my dad. Stop, I joined their rebellion. Stop, stop playing the Alderaan card, Leia. It's been what? Six, seven years? Get over it. Oh my god, you do are are you are you <laughs> referencing Borsk Phalia when he does that later? Because I'm still mad at him for that. Like I that's why I hate him. Spoilers. Wait, yes, we actually all know. That? <laughs> Spoilers. Not, not yes, in this series. About twenty five years from now, she oh. says something and he's like, Yes, Leia, we all know about Alderon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but if she's still playing the Alderon card twenty five years later, like, you know, come on. <laughs> I'm gonna okay, move on all before of her die. <laughs> I'm gonna move on before Amanda kills everyone on this show. It's <laughs> <Just> me. <laughs> I'm gonna reach through the computer across the ocean and like smack you around a little on behalf of the poor departed souls of Alderaan. Oh. So um she the matriarch eventually uh you know she's she's very, you know, moved by Leia's words and she agrees to help Leia and suggest they wait until the moon has the least light because they'll be able to sneak into the city easier. And she's she then turns into like that adorable old lady that like could have been played by Estelle Getty done up as Sophia Petrillo when she's like, perhaps we'll die together. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, yeah. Wow. Get there, there's a fan casting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we move back to Han who has finally uh, contacted Winter uh, to discuss what's happening back on Coruscant. Um, and she gives them a message from Luke, with quotes, about rendezvousing with them on New Cov. Um, and they're like, uh, were you supposed to meet Luke? Uh, and they're like, uh, I don't think so. And there's like, he uh, he said to meet us at the plate. The, and it was like, he gives a really cryptic description of the uh the cantina where they were and lando's like oh yeah the cantina why does he want to meet us there and han is like i don't know let's go find out (laughs) and surprise it's not luke who wants to meet with them but niles crane (laughs) (laughs) this whole 
thing annoys me so much, probably just because I find this character so annoying. Yeah, but I it's was like, gonna say you don't like, like what a <laughs> dipshitty, like insufferable <laughs> way to like get them. Right. I, I don't know. It's just like everything he does, like makes me irritated. Yes, I agree. I think that's by design. So yeah, but like it's so unpleasant <laughs> <laughs> by design. Um, so they um. Yeah, so they decide to go to Nukov instead of the uh, the casino, the underwater casino. That sounds really nice. Um, and Niles says he knows where the Katana fleet is. Uh, accidentally spills Thrawn's name. Oops. Uh, which I love. I love Han's reaction to like, oh, so that's his name. And then Ferrier is like, that one was free. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that one you, was a mistake. you Niles, you crazy kid. Um, so Han and Lando are like, uh, thanks, but no thanks. We're going to go on our merry way. Um, they check their ship for trackers because they're not dumb. And they assume that more. Yeah, they assume that's what, um, you know, that's what Niles was there for. Although I will say that Han did know that the Empire was tracking him to Yavin. So. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He's like, nobody. Oh, no, sorry. He's stringently sorry. Leia, <laughs> no, Leia, Leia knew. Yes. Yeah. And that's hey, the brains in that relationship. And that's Han is more recently not an idiot. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Leia, Leia taught him not that relationship. Leia taught him not to be an idiot. As we all know. Of many things that she taught him. <laughs> yes. Many things. But never, ever, apparently, to pick his socks up off the floor. No. Why would he? Why would any man pick their socks up off the floor? <laughs> oh, okay. So um, we find out, though, that um, Ferrier used one of those Defel wraiths. Or is it Defel or Defel? How do you guys say it? Defel. Defel. That's okay. how I say it. Because Defel sounds stupid, like a duffel. But, I mean... But I mean, I could be very wrong. I think it's Kaboth, and <laughs> apparently it's not. So, sorry, you're still bitter about that. Um. So yeah, he's used one of those wraiths to plant a tracker, a second tracker on the Lady Luck. So, uh, yeah, that he's. I guess he's not that dumb, and uh, we get a reason for those guys to show up earlier in the in the book. <laughs> So moving on, it's to just one guy. Yeah, just one guy. I think. Yeah. So moving on to chapter nineteen, when all hell breaks loose, uh, <laughs> and I am very happy because I love the next several chapters. Yeah, for, yeah, you do for no reason at all. Um, <laughs> we f- we find Card waiting for Mara to return with the other way. Uh, he has a bad feeling, as one is wont to do in Star Wars Land, um, because she's three days late. Uh, but she transferred all the all clear codes, so he's like, "Well, I'm sure there's a a good a good story." Um, so he lets her land. Um, of course, right afterwards, the Imperials show up and Card is captured. And here we have Card slowly realizing that Mara has betrayed him, and his reaction is not like sadness of being betrayed but sadness at losing a good employee (laughs) (laughs) 
The man is a pragmatist. I love Card. <laughs> and then he's also like, well, I guess I know some of why she hates Luke Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> Information. <laughs> Which is kind of like, you know, perfect because as Thrawn has been portrayed in Rebels, he's basically gathering information on the crew the entire season. And I'm like, that's exactly what Card would do. <laughs> that's why they have such an antagonistic relationship. Uh, so um, Mara is not happy <laughs> about what happened. Um, and, you know, basically... Stomps back in there like she did when she first met Theron and was like, You went back on your word. How dare you? To which I go, Really, Mara? Uh, yeah, really? Like, come she, on. Is, she walks in there and she's like, Chiss, please. And like, <laughs> shakes her fist at him. And although it's interesting because like she reacts, like at the end of the scene, she reacts, you know, saying like, Oh, the Empire I used to know is dead, blah, blah, blah. And like that implies that there used to be like a degree of like, you know, honor, you know, amongst honor. Imperial officers. Yeah. But no, the, 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 like she could trust the word of a grand admiral, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And I, th- I think it's interesting that like she would think that, but it's, mm-hmm. it's. Well, I think she probably thought too, that in her emperor's hand days, if a grand admiral went back on his word to her, she could tattle to Daddy Palpatine, oh, and that right. grand admiral yes. would be dead. Yes. Yeah, she's probably a little too used to, uh, to having a little more power than she does now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I have a, I have a lot of thoughts on that later. <laughs> Surprisingly <laughs> enough, um, so Mara um, does not react well. She tries to kill Thrawn. <laughs> Uh, but Rook is having none of that. Badly. <laughs> yes. It's the middle of the middle book, and so we know that's not going to succeed. Right. Um, so then she tries to, like, force choke him, and she gets too exhausted. And then he basically is like, oh, is your little fit over now? <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. is like, ouch. He's such a dick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Thrawn says that he rules the Empire now. Um, he will welcome her back as perhaps a first officer of a dreadnought because apparently that's the best role he can give her. Um, and then also threatens to give her to Sabiath if she does not comply. And this is where Mara learns who Sabiath is. Um, and he's like, oh, he's an insane Jedi master. I'd hate for you to have to meet him. <laughs> and I'm but like, let me but let me be expository about him for a couple minutes she so that we to... can set up the next chapter. <laughs> yes, exactly. We have to find out who he is. <laughs> um, it, that also shows kind of, you know, Thrawn's arrogance is that he doesn't think that, you know, it her, that information could be used against him anyway. So No, that's true. And I mean, I do kind of like, you know, both him using him as a threat, both Ron using uh, Sabioth as a threat. <laughs> um, but also just sort of like the the sort of like I don't know like grumpy tone of voice he uses when discussing him is like yes. oh yeah also there's this asshole I have to deal with yeah yeah so um uh, Mara asks to talk to Card but Thrawn refuses uh, when he dis- he's basically like no we have to make him seem like he's all alone because that's when people are more more likely to give up their secrets. 
Well, you know, and I appreciate that, that he does that instead of like moving straight to the torture, which we all know to be an unreliable means of intelligence gathering. Yes. So um, Mara decides that this mess was all her fault and it's up to her to fix it, which it was and it, it is. It was and it is. <laughs> but it's also really interesting because Mara has not been working for Card that long. Like, we find out in the beginning of Heir to the Empire that she's been working with for him less than six months. So now it's a couple months later, so less than a year she's been working for this guy. Um, and, you know, this is more characterization for her that when she gives her loyal, she doesn't give her loyalty um, easily, but when she does, it's basically there for life. Um, and especially since that she was the one who caused the problems, she is going to do whatever she has to do to fix it, um, which in this case is something she really does not want to do. <laughs> uh, so she uses her old Empire's Hands codes to get into the main computer, which their security sucks if they haven't changed those after five years. <laughs> well, no, that's the, it's the Emperor's old back doors like that nobody uh, knew were there. That's true. Yeah, and, and she even says that, like, even if Thrawn was aware of them, he probably wouldn't have been able to, like, excise them from the computer. That's just bad. they were hardwired. Bad security. Palpatine, bad security. <laughs> um, so she finds out where Card is being held on the Chimera, where the ship will be over the next few days, and where Card is hang or where Sabioth is hanging out. Um, so she goes back to um, wherever planet she came from, which I don't know why he sent her away. I guess Theron was sick of her. <laughs> I would think that he would want to keep her there, but. I guess he's trying to, like, show some sort of goodwill, but I don't know. Or, like, show how, like, utterly unimportant she is to him. That's I don't true. Know. Um, so, Aves is there, and he's like, you betrayed Card, F you. And she's like, no, I wouldn't have come back here if I betrayed him. I need your help. Uh, she asks for a ship and a salad. But not, but not the ether way. Not the ether because- way. The either way is a brick and she doesn't want to fly it anymore. She wants something faster and better. Yes. Also, it was the ship that got her caught. So (laughs) Um, (laughs) so, uh, she asked for, also asked for a salamiri. And uh, Aves is like, "Uh, why? She's like, I need to go see Sabioth because someone is there who is the only person who can help her rescue Card. Well, it's not so much the only person who can help her. It's the only person who she feels might feel like he owes Card something. Right. And like, because in Mara's world, like nobody does anything out of the goodness of their own heart. They only do it because they feel that they're owed. Right. But, but that's that. because do... she doesn't know Luke very well yet. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I also, yeah, because he would. He Everything did. Luke does is out of the goodness of his <laughs> <Yes>. heart. <laughs> but it's also, I also think it is something of he's, I, he is the only person who can help her because she knows what he's what he's done. Uh, she's very well aware of the fact that he killed the emperor, even though he didn't, um, and that he, you know, got in and out of the Death Star. So he's, she's like, well, if anyone can help me rescue someone from a star destroyer, it's the guy who rescued Princess Leia from the Death Star. Well, and I think, I think more than that. Mm-hmm. I think I think more than that, she was probably, you know, and she doesn't mention it here and she's probably not willing to admit it to herself, but she was probably impressed with him 
during their trek through the woods on marker. Yes, yeah, she was. You know, more like that was sort of good lord. That was <laughs> you know, that was sort of when she started to maybe allow herself to believe like all the like the what she considered to be nonsense legends, you yes. know, about him. You know, it's like, oh, sure, he destroyed the Death Star with one shot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, you know, saved her life with one swoop of the lightsaber, and she went, oh, he is that good. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Um, so here at the end is uh, what Matthew was referring to before when Mara, you know, reflects on the fact that with Thrawn's betrayal, the empire she once served is gone for good. Um, and. I love this part because, uh, especially if you go and read the earlier Mara books, that girl was so brainwashed, and it's really upsetting to read about. Um, like, especially in Choices of One, there's some scenes when Mara's just like, you know, starting to question other people in the Empire, but she still believes in Palpatine and, like, the empire itself so much and i just want to give her a hug and be like girl this guy is pulling the wool over you (laughs) those are great books though they are um allegiance is still one of my favorites yeah um so yeah it's and this is like five years after palpatine has died that she's just now having these doubts um and it, it takes a long time for her to actually sort of see herself as not part of the empire anymore and it takes her even longer to you know think of herself as part of the new republic um well and i mean this is the first time she's come face to face with the empire in those five years since the emperor died so you know this whole time she's probably been thinking you know she's hasn't she knows that the empire is sort of on the decline and she doesn't really want to go back to them but she's still is able to think of them as, you know, the pristine whatever that she thought they were. And now she's, like, seeing the decay and the moral rot or whatever, and it's like, oh, this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we move on to Joe Mark and our uh, BFFs, Luke and Sabioth. And Sabioth's abs. And they're offering more... glistening abs. glistening abs. They're offering more judgment of Sabioth, and I guess now judgment of Skywalker. Uh, it's still judgment of Sabioth. It's just, uh, it's just, like just a- by proxy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, he ends up giving a a judgment, uh, which Sabioth does not approve of, um, and Luke winces at the disapproval, which I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> Oh, just bless his little heart. He's trying to make his master happy. He's so tired. He's so tired. It could not possibly be foreshadowing for anything. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, actually, I actually like the way that that's, that yeah. that's done. Because they mentioned it. I didn't want to mention it earlier because I didn't want to spoil anything. Um, but they, they do mention like in the first chapter. And I mean, I, I don't know if I ever even noticed it before, but I was looking for it this time. In the mm-hmm. first chapter where he first meets Sabioth, like he talks about like, oh, gosh, I'm so tired all of a sudden. What's going on here? Yeah. And then they, they go into it more. And then at the end of the chapter, we see, you know, what what is going on with that. Yes. And I, I, it's a nice little like build up. And I also like 
just the idea of of Sabiath using the force that way. It's it's very devious and and creepy and cool. I like it. Yeah, he's creepy. That's 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 for sure. Very creepy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Sabiath lectures him on not cutting off the story sooner or pulling information from the villagers' minds, which is also creepy. Do it. Just yank it right out of there. It's for their own good. Um, he talks about how the Old Republic hated the Jedi, and that's why the Emperor Emperor was able to destroy them. Um, to which I say, well, I guess a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> so true. Um, Sabioth phases out for a minute, which is some foreshadowing, uh, and then he orders Luke to leave him and go rest. It's basically like, go to bed. Go to bed, child. Go to your room. You did bad today. <laughs> You're in timeout. Yes. Um, Luke gets warning bells from Sabios ranchings about bringing Leia to him, to which I say, good. Get a the lot of is- all the warning bells and leave now. <laughs> Luke is so pure and so open. <laughs> I don't to understand why you would want to do something bad to me. <laughs> right. So, so the thing is, if it's a good thing that Sabiath got his hooks into Luke, I mean, good for Sabiath because Leia would have taken exactly none of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Especially, she's like she's ordinarily, you know, completely bossy and sassy. And now that she's growing two babies inside of her, she got time for none of that. She really does. She'd have been like, um, no, bye. I'm leaving now. You're crazy. If you're if, if you're lucky, I won't send anyone here to lock you up. But I might have you slapped <laughs> in irons just as a matter of course. Yeah. Stop. Like, <laughs> he would have gotten nowhere with Leia. At least he got like sort of got his hooks into Luke because Luke wants to help him. Yes. Because Luke is precious. <laughs> yes. So um we move on to Mara, who is approaching Joe Mark. Um, and here we get one of the first nightmares about the Emperor's death, uh, which is not what actually happened, we find out. Um, um she wakes up and is, you know, freaked out as she always is after these dreams. But now she knows that things are different because she has the power to kill Luke Skywalker. Um, but first she needs his help because that's And I like how she rationalizes that. She's like, well, I'm going to get him to help me and then I can kill him. Yeah. Yeah. I'll kill him later. It's all the time in the world. It's so awkward. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny. Good night, Wesley. Sleep well. Yeah. Most likely kill you in the morning. Yeah. And she doesn't, you know, stop reminding him of that ever. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I'm going to kill you any day now. Yes. I swear. Yes. Um, so she knows. Um, so she blacks out while descending into the atmosphere. I wonder who could be the cause of that. <laughs> there's it's it's very i don't know any of you guys have a thought of who could be the cause a total of this? head scratcher um i <laughs> think maybe someone like uh, so someone in charge of maintaining the uh pressurization on the skip ray like maybe the <laughs> that maybe that aves, wasn't working it was aves fault it was aves i totally blame Abe. <laughs> i'm gonna start blaming aves for everything <laughs> freaking aves <laughs> it's like freaking a <laughs> exactly. um so the ship the skip she like 
comes to and the skip rays almost crashed um and then she's like what the hell's happening and then she's like wait a minute she sits on the autopilot goes and straps on the salamary and then she's fine oh no she's the someone's been manipulating her with the force um so uh she descends towards the high castle um and then sabioth attacks again not with turbo lasers, but with freaking rocks. He's throwing Dude likes rocks, his rocks. Rocks he at right her, her ship. He always uses rocks. He uses rocks to to deflect uh, the blaster back on Joe Mark or Wayland. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and uh, now he's using rocks here. He's very uncreative. Rocks fall. Our, everyone our, dies. Our crazy Jedi master. <laughs> Um, so here we have at the end of the chapter, her Mara struggling to land the skip ray. And we end the chapter with the fourth impact knocked out the repulsor lifts, sending the skip ray falling out of the sky. And that's the end until next year. And Mara and Mara died. That's the last we see of her. The next chapter is Luke finding her broken body. <laughs> and then we Indeed find that. out that the Mara we know from the rest of the legends is actually Mara's clone, Mara. <laughs> Mara. <laughs> Speaking of Mara. Oh. Um, welcome to Sally's Fanfic Quarter. Yay. Where I couldn't exactly find anything hilarious. So, uh,. <laughs> I mean, it was either this or something about sex pollen. No. So I went with the better one. Uh, oh, of course. Now I can't find it. Oh, wait. Here it is. Um, I just like this because of the tags, which I will read. Um, <laughs> Ophelia in Shimmer Silk by By Claras. Uh, the ship is Mara, Jade, and Luke. Uh, the tags are Poor Mara, also... <laughs> Bisexual Mara Jade. Uh, <laughs> murder and introspection at the opera. And that's it. <laughs> okay. that, that's the that's that's probably the nicest and like most pure fanfic I'll probably read on here. So uh yeah. Thank you for that. I might want to read that fic. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like right up your alley, Nancy. Uh, yeah. So yeah, those are um our chapters for the week. Also hi. Uh, real quick. Yeah. Hi, no one in Star Wars is straight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that PSA, Tyler. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I don't know that no one is straight. <laughs> There's a lot of people that ain't straight. Yeah, and no, then, yeah, no one, no one, no one in Star Wars is straight except the Emperor. And then there's some. No, the Emperor does not have any sort of relations with anybody or any feelings about anybody because that's gross. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Also, the amount of um unfortunate Palpatine Mar Jade fix I went through oh, trying to look God. for something good and pure was terrible. I'm Ugh. sorry. It was it was just like, why do you do this to yourself? No, I can't. No, I can't. I can't do that. There's yeah, a lot anyway, of um, there's a lot of Mara and Vader fic too. <laughs> wow, let the hate flow through you. <laughs> no, I could just I have terrible things I could say about that, and I'm choosing not to because this is a family show. Um, <laughs> that he, there's no way he could do anything. Is, is Are you that? kidding? All of those different electronic components, <laughs> and you know, oh, fire <laughs> and fire. <laughs> electronic we, component we, we, act, we act like vader you know 
How many different vibrating appendages did Vader have? Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, stopping now because like... family show. But yeah, that's uh, what I think of when I think my, Marvel. That's my very true and very canon point. No one in Star Wars is straight. Um, no one in Star Wars is straight. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Good night. We've, we will keep that in mind as as we continue on with our show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, there's a lot of Mara Vader fic out there. Some good and some ugh. Um, I, I do like Mara Vader stuff. Not the sexual kind because I like the fact that they sort of hated each other and then ended up being in-laws kind of post-mortem. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which he, is really the only way you want in-laws yeah it's like he i can imagine him beyond the grave being like whoa i never saw that one coming <laughs> is, is there like i mean like actual it's not canon because it's not canon anymore but like in the in the published books is there like mara vader interactions uh yes in the um oh, okay. in allegiance and choices of one or in, in yeah. allegiance definitely um cool. there's yeah. a scene yeah I, I never got around to reading those. Yeah. I, I will have to do that one of these days. It's, Allegiance is good. They were not um, fans of each other. <laughs> no, and Leia is very bad. No, I don't imagine them. they would be. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, I do wish there there had been stuff of, um, you know, with Vader and Mara after um, she uh, – became luke's love interest um of course you know he's dead but we there's force ghosts they exist <laughs> he shows up he shows up in like the least opportune moments too you remember trucid <laughs> yes. Bakura? he like randomly shows up and interrupts leia about to get it on like that. seriously oh yeah i, I have like read that all force ghosts just appear to cock block <laughs> like yes. at one point I, like you know you know that like Luke, like, just, just out of the corner of his eye, just, like, saw, saw Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan just there? staring at him. No, he was just, like, he was sitting on a chair, legs crossed. <laughs> Which would be <laughs> funny, because in a lot of fanfic, uh, people cast, have uh, Mara as Obi-Wan's daughter. So that would be... What? Even, yeah. Oh, God. Yes. So that would be even more hilarious. <laughs> what are you doing over there with my daughter, Luke? <laughs> Obi-Wan, what are you doing here? I thought you went away forever. (laughs) Well, you know. I was lulling you into a false sense of security. (laughs) Well, 3PO's not here, so somebody has to be the cock block. (laughs) Oh, yes. So, those are our chapters. Um, And sadly, we will miss you all. Um, over our Rogue One hiatus, uh, although we won't miss you that much because we'll be watching Rogue One over and over and over. I mean, yeah. we'll still miss you, dear, dear listeners. Yes. No, Please tweet, I, I'll us, miss... tweet us to talk about Rogue One. Please do. And or yeah. glistening abs. <laughs> Maybe glistening <laughs> abs in Rogue One? Hashtag Diego Luna. <laughs> Amen. Because no one in Star Wars is straight. Um, exactly. I will Thank say... you. I will probably I have seen the movie at least twice before this episode letter. comes out. <laughs> if you live in a part of the world that wherein Rogue One comes out early, you can always ping me on Twitter by private message to squee about it before everyone else has seen it. Yes, because I'm <laughs> muting everyone and then just not talking on the internet for the next few days because people 
like to talk vaguely about things and think they're not spoiling, but they real kind of are. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually looking at Twitter right this second, and all the critics I follow like just got out and they're starting to discuss it. So uh, <laughs> peace I out. To, uh, I might have to bail out of Twitter until yeah. until I see it Saturday morning. Yeah. Oh, so um, we now that we are. Uh, we're more than halfway done with the book, but, you know, this is our last show of the year. So uh, any uh, final thoughts so far? Tyler, we'll start with you this time. Um, Book good. Same thing every week. Book good. <laughs> uh, is it living up Barbara to your... Jade's... Awesome. Yay! You can stay. Is it living up... <laughs> is, it... <laughs> is it living up to your expectations of Legends? The craziness of Legends and the legendariness um... of Legends? <laughs> Yes, um, especially this, the, uh, oh God, now I can't pronounce his name. Sibioth stuff. Sibioth. <laughs> We're just... It's Kaboth. <laughs> We're never the, going the sea, to. Sea guy. It's a sea man. <laughs> ripped Obi-Wan. Yes, ripped Obi-Wan. Yeah, ripped the... Obi-Wan. Let's just, let's just call him as, uh, the best name that he's ever been given. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it is book the book good. living up to the expectations uh, set by the first book? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> it, no, like it, it. I'm definitely starting to see like why people count this trilogy as like the thing you need to read if you want more Star Wars, just in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I just, I, it's really good, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I, I'd be, re- I'd be interested in, after you're done with this, if you read any other Legends books, um, and see, uh, your opinion and if you would have wanted to continue if you'd read those first. <laughs> <laughs> just, well, I mean, I've read, like, I mean, we talked about this before, I read Darth Bane, mm-hmm. uh, you know years ago but once again that doesn't really tie into anything it's also it's also years before yeah it's long before most it's mostly the 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 post jedi stuff that can get a little get a little crazy yeah oh you mean the stuff with the yusang vong yes uh and that's that's not even the half of it (laughs) all you need to know is that waru loves you and that waru is all shut up and uh yeah I'm muting you. Pretty all much all I, you needed. All, here, here's all I know about you, the Yusong Vong War saga thing is that um, let's see, they try to um, terraform Coruscant, mm-hmm. and Vong there's form. like Vong form. Oh, okay. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Um, they try to Vong form <laughs> Coruscant, um, and there's like this weird organic heart thing that like Jason, the world brain. Okay, yeah, <laughs> and then uh, Jason like tries to be friends with it, and then he like accidentally kills it or something. And I don't know. The, the Song Vong is like I tried to read. I I, <laughs> I I I I found like a snippet of it online and just like like a paragraph, and it was just like, oh god, yeah. 
It's yeah, it's too very much. dense. Like, I mean, if you start from the beginning, you can pick up on all the legend stuff that you you missed out on. But like, if you try to do New Jedi Order from anywhere but the beginning, like, it's just nonsense. Yeah, it is. Like, like you I really. Said, I, I started. I started the uh, Legacy of the Force. You know, first don't book, do it. Just don't do it. Just back book. away. Back away slowly. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. It was so confusing because like they open up in like this star ship factory and i'm like who who are these people yeah here's 30 years of backstory <laughs> yes uh, uh yeah. matthew last thoughts um yeah no this is good stuff i'm um, like you i'm very excited about the next couple chapters yeah uh, because i love a good heist um but um but this is all good you know it's a lot of setup really you know, setting up the the next bit with Mara and Luke, setting up uh, the next bit on Honiger, um, you know, setting up Thrawn's plans to grab the Katana fleet and Han and Lando's, you know, plans to grab it away from him and Niles Crane's plans to be an obnoxious ass. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so it's a lot of setup, but uh, but it's all good setup. It's entertaining. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, I'm excited for what comes next. Yes. Amanda. Um, I am looking forward to some time spent on a ship that is not a uh, play on words because after the wild card and the either way, um, I'm excited that they're flying in something that we're not going to be. There is no about name, the name for of. this ship. It's, there is no name. It's just skip, right? I, I bet there will be a secret just between Luke and Mara named for that ship forever <laughs> because it's their the ship. Boat. ship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I like that um, that three PO has spent this time on Honiger basically as luggage. Um, <laughs> that Leia had a really compelling reason for bringing him along, and then has not needed him. He's been the most superfluous hunk of tin that he could possibly be, which um, good because sometimes three PO saves the day in really annoying ways. Um, that whole able to speak every language is thing. Um, so I kind of like that he's finally been rendered useless by. The no people knowing because, English. <laughs> well, yeah. Be, well, and the thing is, he's really annoying to read. So good for Tim Zahn for. He's so annoying. These... He's always annoying. He's the worst. <laughs> so yeah, for giving this this whole no, civilization. Failure um, is the worst. No, failure no, is the worst. Three PO is Three PO is worse. Oh, poor Three PO. <laughs> um, you know, I'm I'm excited to get to the rest of the book. I know what comes next. Um, we have a little moment of unlikely heroism that is super adorable um and yeah i'm excited to get to the rest of the book and i this is the book i remember the least yeah so me too. i'm i'm excited for where everything is going because i know what is going to happen in the next book mm-hmm. and uh it's fun to uncover stuff again that i had forgotten because it's been 20 years since i've read it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah I- agreed with all that stuff i this is definitely the book i don't remember i remember the least although the next few chapters i remember very well <laughs> you probably um, recite them and that's okay yeah yeah but um yeah i just i love i love that you know even now as mara is like wanting to kill luke with every fiber of her being she's still like well i need his help and he owes card and also he's kind of the one person who knows what he, he's doing so uh 
I'll ask for his help and then I'll kill him. <laughs> to which I say, uh-huh, sure you will. Sure you will. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That 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 ship has sailed. There's a new ship in town, Mara. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, and Nancy Get ships it. it. Get on it. Um but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to reading uh reading on. I I really don't remember much of what happens after the next few chapters. So um I I know how it ends and I forgot how they get there. So <laughs> <laughs> Definitely looking forward to seeing more of that. And uh, we will be back on January 9th uh, with our uh, episode 2.6. Uh, we only have two more episodes of the of our recaps. And we will endeavor to have a whole book recap before moving on to The Last Command, um, if you are curious about that. And uh, I'm sure we will discuss Rogue One some when we come back on the podcast too because it's star wars <laughs> we probably <laughs> couldn't help it, it even if we tried yes <laughs> so thank you all for listening to our show once again the throng cast is a tashi station podcast this episode has been brought to you in part by her universe and by you our patreon subscribers you can find us all on twitter with the handles tashi underscore station nancy pants that's Nancy with an I, Lane Winry, M.R. Bowers, Men of the Ginger, and Cyberpunk Warlock. That's Warlock with a K. You can find all of our columns and news at Tashi-Station.net. Tune in on January 9th when Luke and Mara prove once again why they're an A-plus team and should just make out already. Bye! <laughs>